0: Today is Wednesday, November 23rd. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos eight, eleven, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north, even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Amos 8, 11-12 Even in the days of Joseph, there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is 20 minutes every day of pure Scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give Pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bred Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Toldot and it means generations. Genesis 26 23 to 29 From there he went up to Beersheba. That night Hashem appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Fear not, for I am with you, and I will bless you and increase your offspring for the sake of my servant Abraham. So he built an altar there and invoked Hashem by name. Isaac pitched his tent there, and his servants started digging a well. And Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuzath, his counselor, and Phicol, chief of the troops. Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, seeing that you have been hostile to me, and have driven me away from you? And they said, We now see plainly that Hashem has been with you, and we thought, Let there be a sworn treaty between our two parties, between you and us. Let us make a pact with you that you will not do us harm, just as we have not molested you. But I have always dealt kindly with you and sent you away in peace. From now on, be you blessed of Hashem. Ezekiel 45.13-46.24 This is the contribution you shall make, one-sixth of an ephah from every omer of wheat, and one-sixth of an ephah from every omer of barley, while the dew from the oil, the oil being measured by the bot, shall be one-tenth of a bot from every core. As ten batim make an omer, so ten batim make a homer. And the dew from the flock shall be one animal from every two hundred. All these shall be contributed from Israel's products for meal offerings, burnt offerings, and offerings of well-being to make expiation for them, declares HaShem. In this contribution, the entire population must join with the Prince of Israel. But the burnt offerings, the meal offerings, and the libations on festivals, new moons, and Shabbat, all fixed occasions of the house of Israel, shall be the obligation of the prince. He shall provide the sin offerings, the meal offerings, the burnt offerings, and the offerings of well-being, to make expiation for the house of Israel. Thus said HaShem, On the first day of the first month you shall take a bull of the herd without blemish, and you shall cleanse the sanctuary. The Kohen shall take some of the blood of the sin offering and apply it to the doorposts of the temple, to the four corners of the ledge of the altar, and to the doorposts of the gate of the inner court. You shall do the same on the seventh day of the month to purge the temple from uncleanness caused by unwitting or ignorant persons. On the fourteenth day of the first month you shall have the Pesach sacrifice And during a festival of seven days, unleavened bread shall be eaten. On that day, the prince shall provide a bull of sin offering on behalf of himself and of the entire population. And during the seven days of the festival, he shall provide daily for seven days, seven bulls and seven rams, without blemish, for a burnt offering to Hashem, and one goat daily for a sin offering. He shall provide a meal offering of an ephah for each bull and an ephah for each ram, with a hen of oil to every ephah. So too, during the festival of the seventh month, for seven days from the fifteenth day on, he shall provide the same sin offerings, burnt offerings, meal offerings, and oil. Thus said Hashem, the gate of the inner court which faces east shall be closed on the six working days, and it shall be opened on the Sabbath day, and it shall be opened on the day of the new moon. The prince shall enter by way of the vestibule outside the gate, and shall attend at the gatepost while the Kohanim sacrifice his burnt offering and his offering of well being. He shall then bow low at the threshold of the gate and depart. The gate, however, shall not be closed until evening. The common people shall worship before Hashem on Shabbat and new moons at the entrance of the same gate. The burnt offering which the prince presents to Hashem on the Shabbat day shall consist of six lambs without blemish and one ram without blemish with a meal offering of an ephah for the ram, a meal offering of as much as he wishes for the lambs, and a hen of oil with every ephah. And on the day of the new moon it shall consist of a bull of the herd without blemish, and six lambs and a ram. They shall be without blemish. And he shall provide a meal offering of an ephah for the bull, an ephah for the ram, and as much as he can afford for the lambs, with a hin of oil to every ephah. When the prince enters, he shall come in by way of the vestibule of the gate, and he shall go out the same way. But on the fixed occasions when the common people come before Hashem, whoever enters by the north gate to low shall leave by the south gate, and whoever enters by the south gate shall leave by the north gate they shall not go back through the gate by which they came in, but shall go out by the opposite one. And as for the prince, he shall enter with them when they enter, and leave when they leave. On festivals and fixed occasions the meal offering shall be an ephah for each bull, an ephah for each ram, and as much as he wishes for the lambs, with a hen of oil for every ephah. The gate that faces east shall also be open for the Prince whenever he offers a free-will offering, be it a burnt offering or offering of well-being, freely offered to Hashem, so that he may offer his burnt offering or his offering of well-being, just as he does on the Shabbat day. Then he shall leave, and the gate shall be closed after he leaves. Each day you shall offer a lamb of the first year without blemish, as a daily burnt offering to Hashem, you shall offer one every morning, and every morning regularly you shall offer a meal offering with a sixth of an ephah, with a third of a hin of oil to moisten the choice flour, as a meal offering to Hashem, a law for all time. The lamb. The meal offering and oil shall be presented every morning as a regular burnt offering. Thus said Hashem If the prince makes a gift to any of his sons, it shall become the latter's inheritance. It shall pass on to his sons. It is their holding by inheritance. But if he makes a gift from his inheritance to any of his subjects, it shall only belong to the latter until the year of release. Then it shall revert to the prince. His inheritance must by all means pass on to his sons. But the prince shall not take property away from my people and rob them of their holdings. Only out of his own holdings shall he endow his sons, in order that my people may not be dispossessed of their holdings. Then he led me into the passage at the side of the gate to the sacred chambers of the Kohanim, which faces north, and there, at the rear of it, in the west, I saw a space. He said to me, "Here, This is the place where the Kohanim shall boil the guilt offerings and the sin offerings, and where they shall bake a meal offering, so as not to take them into the outer court and make the people consecrated. Then he led me into the outer court and led me past the four corners of the court, and in each corner of the court there was an enclosure. These unroofed enclosures, each were forty a moat long and thirty wide, were in the four corners of the court. The four corner enclosures had the same measurements. On the inside running round the four of them, there was a row of masonry equipped with hearths under the rows all around. He said to me, these are the kitchens where the temple's servitors shall boil the sacrifices from the people. First Peter 1 First Peter 1.1-12 1 Peter 1.13-2.10 Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Yeshua. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former hosts and lusts in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, but from vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, But you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God, seeing that you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit to unfeigned love of the brethren, See that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God, which lives and abides forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower thereof falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever." And this is the word which by the gospel is preached to you. Therefore laying aside all malice, and all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If so, be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua. Therefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, And he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. Thereunto also they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Psalm 1:19, 48 Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Yes, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of your commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart to your testimonies, and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken in me your way. Establish your word to your servant, who is devoted to your fear. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for your judgments are good. Behold, I have longed after your precepts. Quicken me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, even your salvation, according to your word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hoped in your judgments, so shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings, and will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I have loved. My hands also will I lift up unto your commandments, which I have loved. And I will meditate in your statutes. Proverbs 28.11 The rich man is wise in his own conceit, but the poor that has understanding searches him out. I'd like to speak to you from Ezekiel chapter 45 and 46, and then we're going to jump into 1 Peter chapters 1 and 2. And in these two chapters, we are again hearing the description of the vision that Ezekiel had concerning the third temple the third temple of the future, that does not exist yet. So this is a vision that the Lord gave to Ezekiel about this third temple. And we hear repeatedly a mention of the prince, that the prince has authority and rulership over this temple. He's the prince of Israel. So who is this prince? Well, at first, as I was reading, I thought, well, gee, maybe this prince is Yeshua. He's going to be ruling over this third temple when he returns. But then there were a couple of verses that mentioned about how if the prince wants to give away land, if he gives it to one of his subjects, they are able to keep the land until the year of Jubilee, and then it gets returned. But if he gives land to his sons, they keep it for all perpetuity. Well, we know that Yeshua doesn't have sons. I mean, not literal blood sons. He's got spiritual sons and daughters, but he doesn't have any blood sons. So that kind of left me in a bit of a puzzle. So I'm not sure who this prince is. It's something to pray about and and see what the Lord would show you. The other thing is we see that it describes in chapter 45 and 46 about how the gates to Jerusalem would be open once a week on Shabbat for the common people, so they could then come in to the temple for worship. But only once a week are the gates open for the common people. So if you don't actually live in Jerusalem, then you only have access once a week to get to the temple for worship. We also see that the uh, temple sacrificial system is activated. There are daily offerings and there are thank offerings and meal offerings and all kinds of offerings. And this is during the time of the future third temple. So that the offering sacrificial system is not done away with. It's been parking lotted. It's been put on pause. But when there is a third temple and it is active with worship, the temple sacrifice system will be reinstated probably from the line of Zadok. The Kohenim who are from the line of Zadok will be the ones who are doing this. Also, we see that in this future time when there's a third temple that they are keeping the shabbat and the feasts and the new moon and they're following that flow of time that pattern of observing set apart days that there's a holiness that can be upon a land there's a holiness that can be upon a people and there's a holiness that can be upon time itself and that god sets apart the shabbat as a day that is called holy and set apart so if this is going to be part of the rhythm and the flow and the pattern of the future then it's a good thing i think to be following that pattern even now okay now i want to jump into first peter Chapter 2, the closing verses. And he's talking about how Yeshua is the chief cornerstone, but he was the stone that the builders rejected. And so he was rejected, but now that rejected stone, that stone of stumbling and that rock of offense has become the chief cornerstone. So he goes on to say in chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now the next verse that I'm going to read really defines clearly who are these people who are a holy nation, a chosen generation, a peculiar people, called out of darkness into his light. Verse 10, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Now this is a direct connection back to the book of Hosea. Hosea was really written to the northern kingdom to the ten tribes of the north, to the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. Remember, there was a kingdom split in 1 Kings chapter 12. And Rehoboam led the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, also known as the Jews. And Jeroboam led the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north. They rebelled against the southern kingdom and split away. And so now in the book of Hosea Hosea is instructed by God to marry Gomer and Gomer is a harlot she is unfaithful and basically his life his his life is his message that in marrying her she is a picture a word picture of the northern kingdom the northern kingdom was like a harlot, like a whore, and they chased after false gods. They reinstituted golden calf worship in the north, in the area up to the north. And so now God is instructing uh, Hosea what to name his children. So in Hosea chapter 1 verse 4, Then the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for in a little while I will avenge the bloodshed of Jezreel on the house of Jehu, and bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. So these children, their names are prophetic, and they have deep significance and meaning. Now let's look at verse 5. It shall come to pass in that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. Verse 6. And she conceived again and bore a daughter. And then God said to him, Call her name Lo-Ruhamah. Now that name Lo-Ruhamah, in Hebrew it means no mercy. And it continues, the verse says, For I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. And verse 7, Yet I will have mercy on the house of Judah, And will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by bow, nor by sword or battle, by horses or horsemen. Now, when she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she conceived and bore a son. And then God said, Call his name Lo-Ami. And that name Lo-Ami, in the Hebrew it means, You are not my people. The verse continues, for you are not my people, and I will not be your God. So that was a judgment upon the northern kingdom, the house of Israel. You're not my people, and I will have no mercy on you. And yet that judgment is being completely undone and reversed. As we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10, which in time past were not a people. Lo-Ami, but now are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. lo ruhama. So, this is really who Peter is talking to, is to the northern kingdom, to the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel to those who had wandered far from God and from His Torah and from His Spirit and who are now being called out of darkness into His marvelous light. That now, being grafted into the olive tree of Israel, Romans 11, that we now can receive all the covenants and promises that were given to the nation and people of Israel because we have been spiritually adopted We are like naturalized citizens of the nation of Israel. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your son, Yeshua. We thank you that when we repent and when we ask him into our heart and when we are born again, that his spirit comes to dwell within us. We thank you that Yeshua is the chief cornerstone and that you are building your house, your spiritual house, stone upon stone brick upon brick, that we are living stones to make a living temple. Father, we look forward to one day seeing and visiting and experiencing the third temple, the worship, the very presence of God, his spirit, of seeing Yeshua ruling and reigning. We look forward to that day. We thank you that you have called us, each and every one of us, out of darkness and into your marvelous light. We thank you that we are your people and that you do have mercy upon us. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name. Amen. <speaking in Hebrew> Vish Mareka Yaye Adonai Pana Vilaka Vikuneka Yisa Adonai anaf ilaka wa yaseh the ironic blessing from numbers chapter 6 24 to 26